but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome everybody to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. At the top of the show, as always, I will ask you to find me, follow me. And like my pictures when I put them up on Instagram. You can find it at Always Be Booked on Instagram. Uh, ABB Cruising, you can find it as well. We are also on Facebook. And that's, you guessed it, Always Be Booked. In addition to that, uh, we're on YouTube. And we just uploaded two videos in the last two days. So we have the montage up. If you guys want to see the wrap-up, if you're not absolutely disgusted, Disgustingly sick of hearing me talk about the Oasis. We get it, Tommy. You went on the Oasis of the Seas. You had a good time. Now it's time to move on. I 100% agree. It's over and done with. But if you want to see the, the montage, if you want to see some of the things that we were talking about and mentioning on the last two shows, you can do that. If you check out the montage, just go to Always Be Booked on YouTube, and you will be able to find it. It'll be labeled something like Oasis of the Seas, Recap, and Ship Tour, something like that. Just like these last two long-winded episodes have been as well. In addition to that, I was able to upload, uh, let's just say uh, Miss K may be a little perturbed with me coming up soon because uh if she's hearing this and if she doesn't know yet i mentioned that she wiped out twice and not only did she wipe out on the flow rider twice she took down the instructor with her so uh we could not resist the opportunity to put that up put both wipeouts up and then replay them in slow motion I mean, we're sports fans here too, right? So we got to kind of give the instant replay effect as well. Anyway, also, please, if you're listening to this podcast, please hit subscribe. And also, please tell a friend. And if you feel so inclined, please rate, review, and uh, like, whatever, comment. We would be really, really appreciative of that. I have to say, again, the mail is really, really overwhelming. It's cool. And uh, I appreciate it. So Keep it coming and uh, give me any questions, comments, concerns. Speaking of, topic of today's show, we have a mantra here. And we guys know, we, we, you guys know what our mantra is, and that mantra is always be booked. Name of the show. If you're going to call it your show, if, it's gonna, if you're going to call it what your company is, you have to live by it. I am currently booked. I am booked on the Carnival Vista for an October 15th, 2017 sailing. And uh, I'm ready to go with that. However, there was a monkey wrench in that plan. Not a monkey wrench that was out of my control. This is a self-imposed monkey wrench. And I couldn't help but notice that, you know what? A long way away. 
take a little bit of a whatever approach towards cruising, and I just looked around the cruise wandering eye, you might call it. So I was looking around some comparable Norwegian, some comparable Royal Caribbean cruises at that particular time, and I could not help but notice, if you look, you're going to find. And what did I find? I found a delightful-looking Norwegian escape cruise that is just two weeks before, and I found myself in a little bit of a quandary. Me and the lovely Miss Kay and some of our circles of friends, we talked about maybe doing a little bit of a group cruise on this, maybe getting Stu from Riptism involved, maybe getting getting the band back together and possibly even maybe opening up to an, an informal always be both group crews if any of you guys want to come and join us as well uh just let me know uh tommy at alwaysbebooked.com in addition to that i want to sort of get you involved in this uh, decision making process and you guys after hearing this episode i'm hoping that a lot of you may weigh in based on what you've heard or based on your experience independently might be able to weigh in and tell me should i cancel this carnival vista cruise i was very very excited you know the 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 whole reason i'm on the vista is because i got a call from carnival and they just got me thinking this is probably about two months ago and i saw just an obscenely low price for the vista for six days it was the same exact itinerary and same week and the same embarkation port as the sam hunt cruise I was like, you know what? I could do the same exact thing. It's even a little bit cheaper, I think. And it's the Vista. So I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to jump on that before the price goes up. So I put my deposit down. And now I'm looking. And the wandering eye caught me. And I noticed this escape trip. So let's talk about the tail of the tape. We're doing a showdown right here. And it's not just ship to ship, like I said. Uh, you know, I feel like looking through these ships, I feel like they were kind of designed almost, I don't know, they're like, a, it's like a rivalry. They're very, very, I'm not going to say exactly similar, but in class, in size, in certain parts of the layout, I feel like it's like, you know, just, just they're very comparable in many, many ways. And I want to take this time and take this opportunity to do a blow-by-blow, ship-by-ship comparison of the Norwegian Escape and the Carnival Vista. Now, what does that do for you? I'm doing a lot of stream-of-consciousness stuff. I'm kind of coming at you guys with a different style of a show each and every week. Uh, sometimes I'm doing reviews. Sometimes I'm doing... Off the cuff, who knows what. A lot of times I'm just riffing, you know what I mean? So what I want to do while I warm up and while I'm kind of getting better each and every week at this, what I want to – I kind of came up with something while I was driving. I want to use the ICE method with you guys. I want to basically ICE you guys. And it's just an acronym that I came up with that what I'm going to try to do is follow through on every week. And if I'm going to get better – It's not going to happen by itself. Well, you know what? I think it will happen by itself. Just becoming more natural at it will will get me better. But at the same time, I have to look for areas to improve. And I know that some podcasts were better than others. I know the one about the private islands was eh. I know the first Oasis review was eh. I know what I'm doing eh work. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to be on 10 every single week. And I'm going to, every show is going to be my best show. You can't have good without bad. You can't have right without left, right? So, Uh, Having said that, though, what I want to do is try to make the attempt to put my best foot forward each and every week. And 
the ICE method or the ICE application that I'm going to pour towards you, the listener, is trying to force myself to ICE you guys every week, which is I is inform. I want you to feel like you got something informative out of the show. You feel like you took something away from it that you didn't know before you got to the show. C means connect. I want to connect with you guys. I want you guys to listen to my voice and kind of look after, look out for it every single week and know that, you know, you're going to hear some interesting things whether it's about me. You'll know you'll kind of feel like you know me. There'll be a connection. Podcasting is about connecting audience to, you know, podcaster, podcaster to audience. We talk about how much we want to make it interactive and I want to have like little nuances of the show, subtleties that you guys refer to and, you know, just have you guys Understand that I want to connect with my audience each and every week. And then the E part of it is the entertain. So I want to, if I can make you guys laugh a little bit, or if I can kind of bring something to the table via whatever uh, that keeps you entertained. So inform, connect, and entertain. And that's the ICE method that I just, I don't know. I don't even have a long commute from work. You would think I would to come come up with this stupid crap. You would think I'd be driving for 20 miles to get to work. But no, I'm not. It's only like a... uh, you know, 10 minute drive, but I'm at a red light and I'm just like, well, how can I make this show better? What can I do? As I see the numbers go up, I I just want to strike. The iron seems to be a little bit hot right now. The number seems to be going up uh, every week. And I want to make sure that I build on that, keep that momentum going. And if I kind of just fall off the rails, that's not going to be good for anybody. So I want to just kind of I guess attach some discipline and attach some, I guess, you know, a means by which I feel like I'm consistently approving, improving, and I am measuring that. I'm measuring that and I'm asking myself after every show, am I informing, am I uh, connecting, and am I entertaining? So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm trying to do. So the question I asked, why do you give a crap about the two ships that I'm considering going on a cruise to? Well, you talk about it. You know, we go to we go on these we go on these tangents with the port profiles. We haven't done too many ship profiles, and this is like a thing where you're going to be able to, I guess, gauge whether or not the Carnival Vista or the Norwegian Escape is for you. You may like this show. You may be listening to it. You may be enjoying it. But at the same time, if three months from now you find yourself booking the Vista or you're booking the Escape, which are the two currently, I mean, you know, we know that we're planning bigger ships, but right now at sea currently, these are the two largest ships in both the Carnival and the Norwegian fleet. This will be a very useful back episode for you to check out. But also, I, while we're doing it, let's go head-to-head. Let's see what we like, what we dislike. And it's also an opportunity for anybody who has sailed on either or both of these ships to be able to reach out to me via email. I'll read the emails next week 100%, and you guys can tell me what you like and you didn't like about either ship. But this is it, man. Let's do it right now. Let's let's do it. The showdown, it's time. You can cut the tension with a knife. Let's see what happens right now. Let's start with the tail of the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with, in this corner, the Carnival Vista, weighing in at 133,500 gross tons. That is a big ship, as you guys know. Crew, 1,450. It holds a whopping Four, uh, I'm sorry, 3,936 passengers, and it stands at 15 decks tall, and it is a baby. It is launched last year, 2016. 
So you're talking about a heavyweight, you know. You're not talking Oasis, that's a super heavyweight, but you're talking about a heavyweight cruise ship. Now let's go to the tail of the tape for the Norwegian Escape. You're talking about 4,200 passengers, 1,742 crew members, 164,600 gross tons, and 20 decks tall. That is a tall ship. And it was launched just a year pr- prior to that, which is 2015. So you're dealing with a bigger ship. A slightly, noticeably, but slightly bigger ship in the Norwegian Escape. All right. So in the spirit of not having to keep going back and forth and, you know, okay, this room, this ship, this room, this ship. What I'll do right now is I'll talk about the escape first. And we'll go down the line and we'll discuss a bunch of things on the escape and then we'll switch it over to the Vista and then we'll do a little bit of a direct comparison between the two. So I've done pretty extensive research on this ship and I've been uh, looking up and down, high and low. I've been reading reviews. I've been looking on YouTube. I've been taking ship tours. Now, you might say too, Tommy, who the hell are you to tell me about a ship that you've never been on? I think all cruisers know. I think we can all tell you that if you've taken more than 10, 15 cruises or so, you get a sort of a cruise IQ, for lack of better terms, and you kind of know, all right, so now I know where he's going. I know he's headed towards the Lido deck, or I know he's getting on that elevator, and that's where the entertainment is. If the casino's there, well, you know, the main theater's probably not far, and you kind of get it, and, and, and it happens to be the same thing uh, by cruise line, too. You know what Norwegian tends to do and what they space things out as, the signature parts of Norwegian versus Carnival, you know, Carnival, you could always tell if you're heading through the Lido restaurant towards aft, it's probably going to open up to another pool deck, so on and so forth. If you're uh, you know, walking around a Norwegian ship and you're going upstairs uh, from the main atrium, you're probably going to hit an Oceans. You know what I'm saying? So you get a cruise IQ, and by doing these tours, yeah, of course, is it better to be on the ship, but I can tell you right now, myself with my, let's just call it, like I said, cruise IQ, I'm going to be able to tell you more about the ship than a lot of people who don't cruise too often will be able to tell you about the ship, even if they had been on the ship on a freaking whatever, seven to ten night sailing holiday don't you hate people who say, don't you hate Americans that say holiday, that drives me freaking nuts it's vacation. I'm not. You can say holiday. Say it all day if you're from Europe. Say it all day if you're from Australia. Anywhere else in the world. If you're American and you say, okay, yeah, I'm going on holiday. Like, smack yourself in the face. It's not a freaking holiday. It's a you're going on vacation. Smack somebody. Smack anybody. No, don't smack anybody. I'm sorry. I'm getting all fired up. Let me calm down. Let's get back to it here. All right. So, as we said, this baby, the escape from Norwegian, was launched in 2015. One of the first things you're going to notice about it is the hull. The hull, like any Norwegian ship, has that design. It's almost like, uh, you know, it's almost like the Bronx of cruise ships because, you know, they don't just leave it alone on the on the on the hull. You gotta you gotta tag it up. You gotta throw your graffiti on it. But I use the word graffiti in jest because it usually is pretty cool. It's a nice little, usually a piece of art that. Uh, you know, it's this, it's that trademark. Anytime you see any wacky art across the front of the hull, 
it's easily identified that it's a Norwegian ship. Not dissimilar to the fact that if you see that red, white, and blue funnel from whatever highway you're driving to a cruise terminal from, you know you're seeing a carnival ship. Carnival ships are very, very easy to identify, as are Norwegian. And Norwegian's hull in this particular ship is designed by the famous artist Guy Harvey. And uh, it's a really cool design. I think it's probably one of the coolest designs out there. If you get a chance, check it out on Always Be Booked. The Instagram page, I did put up a shot of the uh, Vista and the uh, Escape going head-to-head so you can see that design that I'm referring to. Um, you know, I said this before, Carnival is always described as the fun ships, but I have to say, Norwegian brings the fun just as good, and I would say definitely, in some cases, better. So, entertainment, you know, as far as shows and stuff, you know you're going with Royal Caribbean, but if you're looking for an energetic, wild ship, it seems like most of the cruise directors on Norwegian are really, really strong out of the entertainment, uh, I guess, department. And they all seem to be able to sing. They can all dance. And they're all just all over the ship, high energy, and really taking those parties to another level. I've definitely seen, I'm not going to lie, you know, we don't lie here to each other on the show. You could definitely see how a, a lot of times the carnival uh, cruise directors have, in certain sense, senses, kind of been like, eh, you know, not as active, not as, you know. I feel like the cruise directors on Norwegian are pretty much always, you know, dare I say the word hip. Can you sound any less hip by when you use the word hip? I mean, I I don't know what else to say, though. But more a little bit connected to the youth, connected to young, uh, young people and younger music, millennial type stuff. A lot of the Norwegian cruise directors are sort of like that whereas carnival has plenty of them but you'll also get you know the veterans on carnival that will do that stuff through a lot of the rest of their entertainment staff norwegian cruise directors seem to be a little bit more hands-on with entertaining the crowd mic work dancing this and that even singing sometimes um okay the service as a whole on norwegian can be inconsistent. If you've been on a Norwegian ship, of course there's plenty of nice people serving you know, the, serving you at the bar, serving you at your table. Your room steward, as we talked about, is usually nice. But I've noticed that on Norwegian, whether it's quality of life, whether it's who they're hiring, what the hiring process is, whether they're screening, whether they're not giving their people enough vacation, I don't know. But I definitely notice on Norwegian ships, yeah, you'll get more of that disinterested crew member. Um that's what it is. I mean, it's uh, this this cruise particular cruise is going to be sailing out of Miami, and like I said, it is going to be on uh, what is it uh, uh, September thirtieth. Uh, this one they say caters to a little bit of a younger demographic as compared to most ships. I mean, the mass markets do by nature, but they say the escape does a little bit more. I don't know whether that's because it's out of Miami or because it's Norwegian. Um, You know, pricing on Norwegian and Carnival is very good, so that could have something to do with that. I never spend a lot of time on cabins. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go cabin by cabin. Of course, cabins do make a difference, and certain cabins are better than others, and sometimes they're noticeable. But I don't think in any regard would I ever not sail on a cruise ship because of the cab cabins with one exception and i'd have to say that's probably the epic disaster no pun intended on the epic 
uh, with the weird bathroom setup where the sinks and the toilets are, you know, just basically rooms themselves. So uh, aside from that epic where it just it just doesn't look like a cool setup, I probably wouldn't sail that ship because of that. I would not not sail a ship because of the rooms. And you can just go parallel to whatever level. You're talking about staterooms, uh, you know, window, uh, ocean view cabins, balcony cabins. They're all comparable enough to the other mass market version of what that category is to where I would not necessarily give a crap. So in that regard, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. Um, all right. So let's start at the Lido deck on the Escape. Now, look at some shots of this if you get a chance. I've never seen a Lido deck configuration like this. It's kind of strange. I'm not sure what they were really thinking about with this. It seems a little cramped. For a ship that's supposedly going to hold 4,200 people, the Lido deck has like a structure. The bar kind of just bends into the Lido deck. So the Lido deck, you know, if you're looking at a regular square on most Lido decks, or a rectangle, let's just say, take a square in the top right corner, another rectangle, say, a smaller rectangle that's one quarter of the size of the other, you know, the rest of the rectangle, and put it right in the middle and make believe that's a bar. So that's the layout on the top if you're looking, you know, whatever. But they have uh, a lot of cool stuff on it. They do have a stage. They do have hot tubs. It really does look like a decent-sized pool. They have a really, really nice, uh, large, dual big-screen TVs. Then you have, like I said, you have the bar area. There are, like, as I also mentioned, two jacuzzis. There's some showers. Behind the bar, you have a series of water slides, and then they funnel into another pool. Uh, there's a family water slide. And you could do that on a raft. And then there's an aqua racer. Now that's got a dueling, it's like a dueling water slide where you can go head to head with a friend and you could race each other down there. You start out in the standing position, which is kind of crazy. You're actually just standing up and I guess you kind of just put your hands on your, uh, crosswise across your chest, almost like, you know, funeral style, like you're laying in a coffin or something. And then the bottom drops out and all of a sudden you're on the slide. I mean, and you are flying through that course and you basically going and then there's a part of the slide where you fire out over the side of the ship which is out of control and i don't know i i mean i guess you you're pretty much before you even realize you're on the side of the ship you're through it but it's just kind of wacky and the whole slide is covered and there's like lights and it's almost like uh you know almost like a light show as you're sliding down and then when you're the part where you're over the side of the ship you, it opens up and it's clear and you can kind of see. So you're basically just sliding and then out of nowhere, there's no walls. There's walls, but I mean, they're clear. You can see completely through them and the one part you can see through, you're actually over the ship. That That's probably kind of cool and scary at the same time. I would probably do that one. I don't know about the free fall thing though. You're standing and then just the bottom drops out and then you all of a sudden you're just flying. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm a baby, huh? I don't know. Am I supposed to be into rides at my age? I don't know. All right, so you also have a splash zone for the kids, and uh, that's pretty much uh, you know right near a ropes course. You walk further back, you get the garden cafe. That's where the buffet area is. You know how the Norwegian does the food. It's all served from the same long line, and that's unique in a buffet in a in a um, you know complimentary buffet. In that most of the other cruise lines, they have stations set up, and most of the time those stations are kind of based on what type of cuisine is there. Norwegian says, you know what, screw it, let's keep it simple, let's make one long line, and you know what, 
that's where you're getting all the food from. Here's where the pizza is. Here's where the chicken is. Here's where the seafood is. Here's where the carbohydrates are. Here's where the dessert is. And it's all down one huge long line. And Norwegian is pretty consistent about that amongst all their ships. Most of their ships, it's a separate room. It's almost like a room that has it's a buffet, but it has a little bit of a kitchen type of a feel to it. On this particular ship, the Escape, it's not in a separate room it's just let's just say the whole let's just say the whole dining room as far as the 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 garden cafe is goes across the shift from one side from starboard to port and in the middle directly in the middle is the buffet setup so and all the seating is on either side of that i guess what you call it a food line that's one thing that norwegian does and i think that's a good idea that's one consistent thing that norwegian pretty much does fleet wide that i think is a good thing why do you have to do that you know what i mean like what's the point it's buffet food it's not like you gotta like uh it's got to have its own island or own section walking around that entire restaurant and trying to find where you know the but you got to do like two or three laps and two or three figure eights before you even know what's available when norwegian does it so that you could just walk down the whole line once and then start again over and now you know you want your potatoes you want your fish you want this you want that uh and you just go down the line much much more efficient and i think it's better all right so after that they have i mean plus the the Buffet itself has a nice modern look to it. It's not gaudy. After you'll find a uh, staircase and you'll be able to walk up the stairs to, guess who? Our buddy Jimmy Buffett. You can waste away in a Margaritaville. You know the Margaritaville. If you're a cruiser, you know what Margaritaville is. It's almost as just familiar in port as the Senior Frogs. They found a way to cut a deal and put an actual Margaritaville at sea. Think about it. I wonder what Jimmy Buffett would do. To not have to ever sing that song again, Margaritaville. I know he's made, I know he loves it because he's made a ton of money on it. But could you imagine how sick of that song he must ha- he must be? I mean, Billy Joel admitted it. He he told somebody in an interview somewhere that he would love to never have to play Piano Man ever again. Obviously, he's not. That's not going to work out. <laughs> but he would love to not. And he really sells it too, man. Those guys, they have to be. You got to think they have to be completely sick and tired of playing those songs. Also, there's actually a documentary out. You know, did you know that uh, that's a genre of music now that Jimmy Buffett started? It's called Trop Rock, Tropical Rock and Roll. They shortened it to Trop Rock. And there's fan clubs called, the, the fan club is called Parrot Heads. You probably knew that. But there's chapters of Parrot Heads all throughout the country, all throughout the world, actually. And a lot of times Jimmy Buffett will do their events. A lot of times there's charities involved. So that's cool. But I had no idea. I knew there was Parrot Heads, and I knew Jimmy Buffett obviously had a huge following. You don't really be able to start your own restaurant, you know, chain, uh, bar chain, if you don't have a huge following. But I just didn't know there's a Netflix documentary about the parrot heads and the parrot head life. I didn't get it. I didn't finish watching it, but I started it. But it just takes you through the leader of that fan club and all the other chapters that are throughout the world. And it it seems cool. It seems like a real positive thing. You know, they're obviously celebrating and focusing on what they call escapism, and that's what they do. They just enjoy themselves. It's obviously a little culty, but what are you gonna do? They're having fun. And it seems like nobody's getting hurt unless they drink too much. But, you know, they seem to have it in line and they seem to have it under control. You know, good for them. Keep going, Parrot Heads. Enjoy yourselves. I don't think I'm going to be joining. I don't think I'm going to be a Parrot Head anytime soon. But I'm still going to give you guys the respect you deserve. All right. So now there's a thing also 
Very, very important. There's a couple of main areas. It's not like neighborhooded out like the Oasis class of ships, but there are some, let's just call them neighborhoodish type of tendencies that are on this particular ship. Towards the back of the ship, you have what's called the H2O zone. Now, this, I think, is my spot if I'm going to go on this cruise. Now, there's no pool back there per se, but what they do have is a grotto. And they also have hot tubs. And they have aft. Now, this is a little bit weird. I don't know why. To me, one of the best... Again, I'm just repeating this shit out of myself, but I'm sorry. One of the coolest places to look at this sea and check it out is the back of the ship or aft. And where you can kind of get a full, I guess, 250 plus degree view of the ocean and the wake and the horizon. And... They put a giant big screen TV right in front of the wake, right in the middle. Aside from that, this looks like the place that I want to be because there's still plenty of room to hang out and get a look at the ocean. And there is a grotto. There's like riser type seating and stuff like that. So what they do, it's almost like it's everything you want like a carnival ship has in the back except it doesn't have the pool. But Whatever they make lose in pool, they make up with in a video screen. And they show movies back there. And, you know, it's a real chill place for adults only during the day. And at night, it's a high-energy, I don't want to say disco, but it's an under-the-stars high-energy party. And they do all ages. If you've been, that's probably where they do the deck parties. So during the day, it's almost like a, you know, like Carnival's version of Serenity or the Solarium, you know, like in uh, Royal Caribbean. But at night, it's a high-energy party spot, so that is the H2O zone, and I got to think, that's probably the area where I'll be spending most of the time. All right, so walking back a little bit forward again, you're going to come across the, I guess, like a sports area, and what you'll see is a three-story ropes course, and that's the largest at sea. This ropes course looks out of control. I mean, it's got three levels on it. It's got three different areas where you zip line. And one of those zip lines, again, Norwegian, they're, they're just obsessed with throwing you off the side of the ship, whether it's walking the plank. You know, they also have the plank I didn't mention, but you can have a, you know, during the ropes course, you can be all hooked up with the ropes, perfectly safe and everything. And you can kind of pseudo like in the pirate days, walk the plank, which is you walking a very, very thin board, barely big enough that your foot can balance on it. And you're walking all out over the side of the ship. Now, you gotta have, I don't know. To me, you gotta probably have a little bit of nerves. I probably would try it. I probably would try it. I don't know. The only thing the ropes course is like, it's just, I don't know, seems like, seems like a lot of work, whatever. But also, uh, they have a mini golf course under the giant ropes course, and it's cool. It's got like sleek, black, fake audit, uh, you know, artificial turf. Um, and like I said, that's pretty much it as far as the outdoor action on the escape on the Lido deck area. Tons of fun to be had. Very, very enjoyable. Uh, the ropes course looks really safe, but also looks really challenging and rather large. If you're going to head back in, we're going to make our way to decks 6, 7, and 8. And aptly enough, they created the atrium and made it go three stories high, and they call it uh, 678 Ocean Place. That is just the entertainment hub, the the nerve center, uh, if you will, of the ship, and they got a lot of stuff that's going on, and on the bottom is that atrium. So let's talk about Mix Bar. Mix is a sort of a pre-dinner island bar. It's between the two main dining rooms, which 
are the taste and the savor. Sounds like they finally started listening to the main dining room complaints at Norwegian, and they stepped up the game a little bit. The knock on Norwegian was that, you know, the specialty restaurants are pretty good, but don't mess around in the main dining room too much. Seems like that's a little bit of a different story with this ship. The reviews that I've seen and looked up say that it's definitely stepped up both from a quality and a variety standpoint. We don't have time to go over the whole menu, obviously, but I guess as you would expect on the newest and best mega ship, you're not going to spend all that money on a ship like the Escape. You're not going to put all those bells and whistles. You're not going to charge those prices and roll it out like it's the best thing. Pitbull doing the grand opening, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Thrillfire. How good is Pitbull? Man, Pitbull and cruising and Miami and everything, gambling. Oh, it just goes together. Freaking love Pitbull. But, um, he opened and he's kind of like heading up their campaign. I said that before, but you know they they're, they're trying to get you know throw that word around again. Hip. They're trying to get a little more hip and take freestyle and turn it into free, and then I'm free to do what I want. And then Pitbull's kind of rapping over that beat or whatever in a lot of the ads. And supposedly when this thing was inaugurated, Pitbull performed. He had his backup dances and everything. Man, Pitbull. Somebody's got to tell this guy he's in Miami. Isn't he? How, how isn't he sweating through those suits? Jeez. Um, all right. So the complimentary food on the ship apparently is now edible. It's enjoyable. And they've narrowed the gap between them and the other uh, mass market cruise lines. So then what you're going to do is when you leave that area, you're going to walk through the art gallery and you're going to come across their staple Teppanyaki. Everybody loves Teppanyaki, the hibachi restaurant on Norwegian. It's one of their signatures. It's one of their more popular lunch, dinner options. On most Norwegian ships, it's a very small venue, but always, like I said, very popular. On this particular ship, they made it way, way bigger. Uh, it's still. I would still recommend getting there early. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of thing that fills up fast. Kids love it. I mean, my dad actually took us on somebody's birthday, my sister's, you know, whoever's uh, birthday, and we went to a hibachi place on Long Island. And, man, you can't keep him out of there now. He doesn't even like to go out too much. We don't even go out. He doesn't want to go out too much. A lot of times we'll, you know, order in or we'll hit a diner or something. We're okay. We'll cook at home. But sometimes we'll want to go out. There's not a holiday that goes by now where he doesn't want us to freaking go to hibachi. He loves hibachi, and it's a family thing. It's interactive, and, uh, you know, people love it. The Facebook alert you keep hearing in the background is Miss K uh, hate messaging me because she just discovered the video that I put of her wiping out and taking out the instructor. instructor. I don't know why she's getting upset. She's not really getting upset. She's laughing about it, but, you know. It's fun. I, like I said, if I was doing that, if I was on that thing, that's what I would be doing, and I would love it. I would I would revel in my embarrassment, and it's fun. But she is too. She's having a good time with it. So, all right, so we're talking about food. Now we're talking about Ocean Place, which is midship. And what you come up is up on is like the atrium, the typical atrium that you find in the Norwegian ships. And on the bottom, so on floor six, there's a bunch of attractions on that level. One of the main ones is the very, very popular Howl at the Moon and a comedy club so howl at the moon and a comedy club are the same room which is amazing because you have headliners going on and you have a a, a ton of stand-up comedy acts that they got into the mix with and you know they don't necessarily rely on the second city stuff anymore which i didn't like they now have a good good stand-up comedy they probably just got a lot of you know 
they just had to they had again just like the food they had to narrow the gap so it looks like they did a little bit and then howl at the moon if you guys don't know howl at the moon it is a dueling piano bar and they have i mean they get it that's almost like i I didn't even know they were at sea i didn't even know they were on this ship because they just are a staple they're actually right in my neighborhood here in orlando they're in philadelphia they're in a ton of different places and they just they have their thing it's a bachelorette party headquarters they do an incredible job of just singing and 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 playing instruments to all the hits of the last 30 40 years uh including today and they get the crowd involved. They have little skits and bits and costumes and uh, uh, song parodies made up. Like, let's just say somebody's getting married. You put her on top of the piano. The piano guy will serenade her to the tune of some very popular song. But he will change the words and kind of embarrass her. And it's all in good fun. And everybody gets a huge kick out of it. And it's fun. So, Howl at the Moon is really, really cool that they got that at sea. And that I could see being a huge hit. It definitely speaks, again, like, guys, are we not going to be honest? Cheesy. Cheesy and cruising go hand in hand. We got to start embracing it. You know, let's not act like it's not the truth. It is the truth. And cheesy piano music and cheesy pop of the 70s, 80s, 90s and fun interactive things like Howl at the Moon are just a perfect, perfect marriage for cruising. So also on the sixth floor is Le Bistro. I hate this place. This place sucks. Uh, don't order steak there. I'm just saying. If it's anything like any of the other ships, it's just definitely overrated, overpriced, over the top with the presentation. The room is really cool looking. But Le Bistro, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just not into it. So you might be. I could be wrong. It could be, you know, again, it could be just the other ships or it could be whatever. Maybe they did a great job and expanded the menu and took a lot more time and care into it. You know, when you have all those. This is the thing about Norwegian too. You have all these different types of specialty restaurants. Are you going to nail every single one of them? Not likely. There's also, the, like I said, the main atrium on floor six where there is a bar you have guest services there there's plenty of seating there's their signature giant big screen tv which is actually just i mean a huge tv not a big screen tv it's a colossal size tv uh even maybe a story or two high they broadcast various things through on there they'll do a lot of ambiance stuff they'll do a lot of kind of just popular vacation destinations they will show movies and tv shows from time to time and they'll actually which is really cool have video game competitions on there as well uh they also have the internet cafe they have the shore excursion desk and they have the future cruise desk as well and that's the atrium that's pretty much where you enter the ship on you guys all familiar with the atrium by now we know what it is and uh it's you know they also have the uh, Java Cafe. They do have some food there. They do have coffee there, and they do have a full bar as well. So you're not going to necessarily get a full meal there. But there's some, I guess, whatever it's crepes or whether it's you know small little bites to eat, some dessert items you can get at there as well for a la carte. There's a tribute to the famed New York jazz venue called the Cotton Club. It's a show that they have in the uh, main theater. And it pays tribute to, like I said, the nightclub, but it also kind of gives you an idea of some of the best jazz musicians of all time, like Ella Fitzgerald, Dizzy Gillespie. All these people made their way through the Cotton Club. It's almost like the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. for a lot of the classic rock groups like The Doors and stuff like that. Just the same, just as prestigious and just as notorious is the Cotton Club for jazz musicians, maybe even more so. And this particular musical uh, gives you... I guess a tribute 
to that era and to that legendary, legendary venue. They also have a uh, show called For the Record, The Brad Pack. It's a musical tribute to all our favorite movies of the 80s. You guys remember them. All the Molly Ringwald and the Phil Anthony Michael Hall and, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. stuff and the... Uh, who else? Rob Lowe. All those movies that came out, John Hughes type stuff, 16 Candles. I guess what they did was kind of put them all together and make a, a musical montage. And I guess there is a little bit of a storyline, but it's more about just the performance and stuff like that. And just reconnecting you with a live performance of all that stuff that a lot of us kind of grew up on. Me, absolutely included. And uh, I would be all over that. Both of those shows after midnight and for the record are really really popular very critically acclaimed and people really seem to get a kick out of them all right so if we're walking up to deck seven on the way back to the back of the ship that's where you're going to see those shows in the main theater right above the atrium is the 24 7 signature on norwegian ships called oceans so you're going to get that right above the main atrium and this one you know i always wondered is oceans a pun oceans get it oceans you're in the ocean ocean oh you want to give it an uh irish pub name because it's your irish pub but you also want to do that little play on words and connect yourself with the sea so oceans i think it is right i never looked it up but i think it is it has to be uh this is the food spot if you want to sit down and get late night dining service also tons of bar games they have and this is not like any other oceans on any of the ship they have it's way larger there's a nice you know it's not a crazy menu but you have your darts you have your pool air hockey you have skee ball you have a bunch of others too or this is their new location for their signature bowling alley at sea you guys probably remember it if you've cruised norwegian before that's where they put put it in the bliss nightclub which is weird too that just bliss concept always threw me off it's a small carefully designed nightclub with a dance floor that's literally dark as night inside it has little rooms and beds everywhere just beds on the floor beds in little rooms beds everywhere with these creepy ass statues that are just like they freak you out if you got enough drinks in you and by the way get your shoes because we got bowling too it was weird i just didn't so i think that was the right move what they did was they put it in oceans and that is more of like a fun bar type setup a little more well lit and that's where the bowling is i just think i just wish they would have it open more often you should be able to get up out of bed at 2 30 in the morning and if you can't sleep ah uh, let me get in 10 frames i gotta be able to bowl that should be able to happen you know what i mean that's one thing that bothers me about the cruise ships a lot keep these places open you know i understand there's going to be peaks and valleys as far as the foot traffic that comes to them but keep all these things that you have open because if you just you know we walked around and we saw the uh michael kors store on the oasis of the seas for the first four days we walked by it in all sorts of different times we were all over the pro- the royal promenade and it was always closed and then i think they did like some grand opening and over the top sale on like day four it was strange if you have bowling at sea let me bowl whenever i want at sea it doesn't take a lot to have one attendant in there giving out shoes or i don't know make the shoes like you know coin operated or whatever but let me freaking bowl will you if i want to bowl two in the morning i i'm a nocturnal guy that's when i want to bowl let me bowl i heard they used to do it and my friend told me he used to bowl in the middle of the night on the uh, epic but uh i don't think they do that anymore all right, so that's Oshihans. It's on the seventh floor. We're going to keep going back 
aft towards the main uh, 678 lobby, and that's going to lead you right into the casino. We don't need to talk about casinos, ladies and gentlemen. They are just the standard-looking place that makes a lot of noise, that smells like smoke, and it's very colorful. And the you know you hear the ding, 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 and you will leave with less money than you came in with. That's what the casinos do, so we don't necessarily have to discussed in the ins and the outs and the new innovations of the cool casino past the casino is a really cool looking venue called the skyline bar it's got a real sleek looking kind of design it's loaded with uh changing video monitors and on all those video monitors randomly enough are city skylines i'm kind of into that i'm a little bit of a skyline nerd i mean i'm a freaking complete nerd in many things as many times you could say like you're this type of nerd or i'm just a nerd for that at the end of the day you're you're, if after like five or six things you're a nerd for you you stop being a nerd for those things and you just end up being a flat out freaking nerd uh but i I do like the skylines and uh the bar is really cool it's a large cool looking island bar It, it has all the seats in it have video poker, so it's right near the casino, so I guess that's appropriate. Even though it is open to the ship, it's not like a brick-and-mortar venue that you enter. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too, and how Norwegian just always seems to do that. But the design, the coolness of it, uh, from what I hear, most nights, if not all, it kind of acts as the default disco. Neither ship has a real traditional-type Disco, and again, I hate using that word, but that's what they the word they use when they apply it to a ship. A nightclub on a ship, they call it a disco. But the default disco, I think a lot of times is probably H2O zone up until a certain time. And then what I hear is that everybody ends up in the Skyline Lounge. What else? All right, moving on, you come to the Manhattan Room. So the Manhattan Room is a really large restaurant, and I guess it's almost like a third main dining room. It is a little bit different. This one seems to be... A little bit of a uh, another level. It's actually the biggest one on the ship. It is complimentary, and they got a lot of wines and stuff like that. So it's a very, very, I guess, chic-looking room. It's almost like a high-end uh, catering hall because they also have a dance floor. So it's almost like dinner and then dancing. They'll probably put some live music in there or at least get the music going a little bit in there a little bit more than they will in the regular main dining rooms. So if you want to take your partner out on the dance floor and cut a rug up a little bit and do some dips and some spins and twirls or whatever you people do, uh, you can do that. Moving up to deck eight, they have uh, appropriately next to each other, Moderno Churrascoria. That's the Brazilian steakhouse. Let's just call it the Brazilian steakhouse if you can't freaking pronounce it. How about that, Tommy? Let's just do that. All right. And then right next to it, so this is the meat spot. If you're looking for the meat, the beef, the steak, cattle, this is where you go. Right next to each other. Moderno and Cagney's. Both very solid. Not sure about the quality level on a new ship like the Escape, but Norwegian's food quality, it's always, like I said, labeled good at best. Never really blows you away. I wonder how the mega ships attack that. Having said all that, I will say it's very, very hard to go wrong in these two places. This Cagney Steakhouse is really, really good if you're a steak guy. Again, I would put it right in the mix of kind of like Royal Caribbean's. I still, for some reason... My two trips on the Carnival Miracle and even on the Splendor where they have the pinnacle. I, I just like the, the what Carnival does better with the steak. I don't know if it's the ovens. I don't know if they slather it with more butter than they do in the other cruise lines. But the, the steaks on Norwegian and Royal Caribbean are good. The steak on Carnival is great. But 
You, those are the places where you're going to get two good meals. I can tell you right now, if you're going to go to Moderno, do not have eaten in the last approximately six weeks because they will just keep cutting food and putting it on your plate. You guys all know how the operation works in the uh, Brazilian steakhouses where you you know, you know, get the card. If, it's, if you hold it up, keep your card on the green side showing green. If you want them to keep cutting meat for you, if not, just put it on red and they will walk by you. And it's as simple as that. What a great, what a, what a great system, huh? For a slob. I love it. Between the two, serving both bars is called Bar Prime Meridian. Then through Moderno, it leads out to what I think is one of the coolest things I've ever seen at sea. And it's an innovation that started on the breakaway. And it's something I always wanted to get on one of these ships to experience, which is the waterfront. And I always, before I said, like I said, before I got what was ever on a ship, I was always wondering why they didn't do a lot more alfresco dining or seaside restaurants or bar that kind of bars that kind of give you that outside on the water type feel. What it really kind of feels like is a boardwalk. So continue to walk along outside of the ship. You'll fi- you'll pass the five o'clock somewhere bar. It's sort of like a satellite version of Margaritaville, even though it's still big. They still have live music. There's still a ton of stuff to do and enjoy in 5 o'clock somewhere bar, but it's just like a little bit of a spinoff of Margaritaville. There's also a cigar lounge and Bayamo restaurant. Also La Cucina, the cellar wine bar, and the duty-free shopping. There's also a gelato stand. All those places we'll talk about a little bit more on the inside version, but those I just want to say first and foremost, that you can get them on the outside if you're walking along the boardwalk. So then you walk back into midship and you run through a gauntlet of duty-free shops. It's almost like the, the whole midship on this particular floor is just loaded with just people attacking you, trying to sell you stuff. Islands of jewelry, islands of clothing, memorabilia, all that stuff. And then you'll walk through there and you'll come to the inside entrance to the uh, cellar, which is the wine bar. Uh, Not much to speak of. I'm not a huge wine guy. If you are, you might love it. Not as cool as the Skyline bar, but they do try to be interactive a little bit. They'll hold classes where you can, uh, you know, learn about wine. They'll do wine tastings throughout your sailing, like I said, if you're into that sort of thing. Next, you come to an area which is concepted by, I guess, a famous chef who I've never heard of, Jose Garces, and that's Bayamo, which we talked about before. We talked about how it has the outside entrance from the boardwalk, I'm sorry, the uh, waterfront, but it also has the inside entrance and that's the main entrance and it's also have they have a satellite little area where you can eat tapas it's called pincho and it's also uh by jose garces Uh, a little bit to the right of that you'll come across the mojito bar this is another thing i was touching on it before that norwegian sort of does they don't have places you walk into they they put a lot of concepts in one room under one roof. They seem to try to be as efficient as possible with space, just as they do with the buffet. Instead of islands separating each type of category in foods, they just run that one long line. In that regard, I think it's convenient and efficient, as I said before. But just like they did back in the day with Bar City on the older ships, you know, they have the, um, you know, the, the whiskey bar, they have the champagne bar, they have uh, – what else? Um, 
the, the, whatever, the rum bar, whatever it is, but they're all like stands that are just next to each other, and you can go from one to the other without having to leave, and there's no area where you're walking into. You're just walking down a flight of stairs, and you're met with all this, all these bars that are stands, in, in essence, and you're all sharing the same common area. So to say that they have all these bars is really not accurate. It's just a bunch of different concepts under one roof, and you're really, at the end of the day, at the same bar. Uh, they kind of stay with that on the newer ships, it looks like, where the products you consume lead you to enjoy those concepts in common areas of the ship shared by other concepts. I don't know. I'm just not in love with it. They're less apt to be called venues as much as stands or counters, and you know, I just like it better when you actually feel, like I told you, my two favorite. There were plenty. Every single place on Royal Caribbean, Oasis of the Seas, and Carnival, wherever Carnival ship, you're opening a door and walking into a venue, and it gives you that really cool feeling that you're experiencing something different with each venue. And I think that's the way to go. You know, that's the one, one of the one of the very few knocks I have on Norwegian. Um, there's a bar called Tobacco Road that's modeled after uh, one of Miami's oldest bars, but I mean it's shut down. I don't know about that. You know why would you take a bar and put it at sea and call it this legendary place when it clearly <laughs> wasn't doing very well, so it shut down. Specializes in craft cocktails. Everybody's all over the craft cocktails nowadays. You have to have the uh, you know like on Carnival they have the Alchemy Bar. I gravitate away from these places a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. You know, oh, this is a delicious cocktail. I guess that's probably because you guys aren't freaking drunks. I just like to be able to get what I want to drink and get to where I want to be. You want to sit around and wait 15 minutes to get a drink. And then once you order your drink, it's another 15 minutes to make it because, you know, they have to, you know, God forbid you don't have a guy who knows or a girl who knows those drinks and those ingredients back and forth. You can't substitute in the alchemy bar. You can't go and substitute in Tobacco Road if you don't, you're not used to working those bars because it's going to take you 45 minutes to learn each drink each time. So that's why I just don't even bother, you know. I want to get back to the fun. I want to get back to the action. Give me my vodka soda. I'll squeeze the freaking lime. Give me the straw. Let me get back to the lead. Let me get back aft. Let me get back to the whatever. Howl at the moon or whatever I want to do. Uh, and you don't have to tell me uh, how you handle This is one weird there are all different weird ways to experience these cocktails. I went to this hipster bar in Jacksonville a few weeks ago, and everybody's got a beard and a curled mustache. And oh, you want to try this drink and this shot? You know, she's got a. It's a whole process to drink at these places. You know, one you got to light the drink on fire, then put it out, then smell the smoke. Somebody's got to rub your ankles. Somebody's got to tug on your elbow to get the actual full experience to really go through the whole thing. And quite frankly, you can keep all that stuff. I'm 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 good with my drink. Did I, I get a, was I a little too fired up on that part? I really I didn't mean to be. It is what it is. All right. Also jumping on the craft beer bandwagon, they have what's called the district. It has a huge selection of craft draft and bottled beer. Again, not my thing per se. If I want to drink beer, I want to just unload Miller Lights. Everybody says, oh, the craft beer crowd. Oh, you know what? Have a real beer. What's the matter? You you can't handle a real beer? Real beer? No, but you're going to have three or four of your real beers. I'm going to be drinking a case of Miller Lights, so don't tell me what I can handle. Again, calm down. We're not a, what am I, what are we, who am I fighting here right now? But I'm just telling you, this is what my thing is. I don't like, I don't love craft beer. I like my Miller Light. I like my Bud Light sometimes if there's no Miller Light. And that's it. 
Many think this is one of the greatest places to drink at sea. Of course, probably a hipster. Uh, Since quality craft beer is typically hard to come by on cruises, people like it. The room has really, really cool views, though. It turns into an adult-only piano lounge uh, at the end of the night. Uh, Let's say adult because the piano guy gets in there, and like in most piano bars, I guess they're kind of emulating carnival and stuff like that again. You know, they all emulate each other with different things. One one comes up with the quest, everybody does the quest. One comes up the white party, everybody does the white party. One decides that a piano bar with a really edgy personality, almost comedic piano player works so they do that as well but i would wonder how that kind of competes with howl at the moon because that's kind of their thing so i don't know that's interesting who knows they also have food republic it's a noodle and sushi concept you know you place your order on a personal tablet it's almost like i guess a wawa who's familiar with wawas out there i know if you're from central florida east coast i don't know i don't know how far wawa stretches miss k didn't know what the hell a wawa was and that's only down the road a little bit. That's only South Florida, Boca Raton, uh, West Palm Beach area. They didn't even know. A lot of them don't even know what a Wawa is. In New York, we don't have Wawas, unfortunately. In Pittsburgh, they have the uh, answer to Wawa, which is a Sheets. And try telling somebody from Pittsburgh that Wawa is better than Sheets. You're going to get cut. Uh, the Haven, three levels. The Haven on this ship is out of control, man three levels they don't have much to say about the haven because the truth is i'm never going to stay at the haven you know what i'm saying unless i get completely upgraded and they're going to put me in one of those suites i'm not going to even if they put me in one of those suites i'm not going to spend time in the vip pool area if i want to sit in a freaking private pool where not a lot of people go with really beautiful surroundings i'll go down to the common pool in my apartment complex I go on cruises because I want to be in the mix. I want to be around things. I, I know a big shout-out to Marty. Marty, if you're still listening to the show, I know you were, you were in the beginning. We met Marty on the gym a few years ago, and he uh, got upgraded to, I mean, the player suite of the player suite in the Haven. And, you know, you saw him up there. He would start the day out looking over his kingdom, and he'd be all the way up top in the Haven. You could see him. That's Marty's spot. You know, it's looking over the Lido deck, but on the other side, you have access to that exclusive pool and lounge area. But he would, nine times out of ten, he would come down and hang out with us. What do you want to sit? It's not VIP in the club. What do you want to sit in the freaking docile, you know, quiet, sleepy little waiting pool with all the other people who think they're too good? That's not me. I don't need the Haven. Keep your Haven. Man. I don't know, man. I'm fired up. Sorry. All right. The gym is standard. We don't really have to talk about gyms, but it is a good gym. And it's a gym that has plenty of equipment, free weights, uh, all the cardio stuff. It has uh, machine-resistant stuff. Everything you would expect in size and, I guess, uh, efficiency in a cruise ship that is one of the top four or five biggest cruise ships in the world. And it does not let you down. So that's it. One thing where it goes over the top with is the spa to me i'm a big thermal sweet guy i'm not getting i'm not having the freaking you know south african people rub rub me with rocks i'm not having people stick needles in me i'm not getting the freaking you know the 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 p90x strong man digging into my shoulders for the shiatsu or the whatever massage i'm not doing any of that stuff but i do like me some thermal stuff you sweat out that great goose the next day and i like it and this cruise ship has a jacuzzi would look like two pools philosophically pools hey what's the difference potato potato what do you call it jacuzzi or a pool it's uh got bubbles and it's hot so call it a jacuzzi but it's got two of them they're pretty big and it's inside the thermal room where they get the thermal 
heat from is from the evaporation from the hot tub as well as the heated i guess concrete or 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 very what do you call them concrete but tiled thermal lounge chairs and then whatever kind of steam that runs out of the steam rooms is slowly piped back into the thermal room and it's just a really really enjoyable room to be in they also have steam rooms they also have saunas they also have a massage shower they have a salt bath I don't know what that is because I saw on the tour, it did not look like a conventional bath, but it's a room, small room, looks not unlike a sauna or a steam room, but they call it a salt bath. You guys know what that is? Tommy, alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know what the hell a salt bath is. Uh, also, they have the chill room. Is that what it's called? Uh, snow room. It's 14 degrees. So you, you go in, you get a good workout, you hit up the thermal room to start your body, the process of getting heated up. Then you go into the sauna for a little while or the steam room, whatever you see fit. Maybe take a dip in the philosophy pool and then maybe wash off in the, mas- uh, the massage shower with some more heat. I don't know, do whatever people do in the salt bath, spin around. I don't know, what do you, what do, you do in the salt bath? And then to really shock your body back into system. I don't does this sound like it's good for you? I don't know, but I'll try it. You go into the 14 degree chill uh, snow room. You know, they don't recommend you staying in that room for more than 11 minutes and that is the equal time that I give myself laying out in the sun because the damage is done. So it's like you uh you know, you're just kind of shocking the body back into place. You've heard about that too, right? They have the cold chambers. I heard somebody died off that. They got locked in a cold chamber. And supposedly, you know, I guess they say they say your car runs best when it's dead of winter. As long as the engine turns over, the car runs best in the winter because all the uh, molecules have expanded and the parts are just like everything just runs tighter and everything fits. Maybe that happens with your body too. Everything kind of expands a little bit and... Do you think I have a freaking clue of what I'm talking about right now? I mean, every once in a while, I just try to make stuff up. But, you know, cold. Who knows? Cold cold therapy is supposed to be good for you. Let's just freaking leave it at that. All right. What else do we got? Extra info. The gratuities are $13.50 per person per day. Room service is $7.50 for a service charge. and But the food is complimentary. Let's recap the dining and let's talk about what you're going to pay for, okay? So we'll talk about what you're going to pay for and what it's going to cost you to uh, eat and experience all all this food. All right, so your comp options on the escape. Oceans, free. Garden Cafe, buffet, always free. You guys already know that. It's the buffet. Taste and Savoir, you're talking about your two main dining rooms, free, free. You got your Manhattan room, which to me is pretty much another main dining room, similar, maybe a little bit more of a wine selection. Oh, and you get to do the spins and the twirls and cut the rug on the dance floor with a little bit of live music up there as well. So that's the Manhattan room, free. That's cool. Uh, Room service is free as well for the items, no matter what you get, but they will hit you with that uh, previously mentioned service charge, which was uh, what seven ninety five, right? Okay, so that's the Norwegian Escape as a whole, and uh, what can we recap with that? So it does seem like a ship that, in the Norwegian fashion, does have a ton of options for you to eat at. Whether or not they're next level dining experiences, who knows? I really like that they have the Club H two O back there. That 
both both uses of it i'm gonna really probably enjoy the deck parties at night the high energy stuff at night the uh the full bar and then during the day you have the grotto the hot tubs and the adult only kind of retreat that is after which is my favorite part of the ship i really have to stop saying that but it is what it is uh just recapping here guys and that's uh what else you have the howl at the moon it sounds like it's a brand new ship there's tons of stuff from an entertainment standpoint that you can do. It sounds like the shows are really, really cool. Uh, you know the slides and the ropes course are next level. Um, and you got the state-of-the-art spa. Again, the variety with the dining, whether it's fine dining or great food or not, whether or not you – but you got the, you got the uh, fine dining. And it just seems like you know with the 678 Ocean Place, you have a cool little area where there's a ton of stuff to do. It sounds like you could really get into some fun trouble at the casino, which is right next to also that hot spot at night, which is the uh, Skyline Lounge. And I don't, I'm telling you right now, this is a strong option. And while I am booked on this Carnival ship – uh, I really feel 20 decks. I mean, this is a big ship. It's got 4,200 people. I like it. There's, you know, 4,200 people. Good good chance for a lot of pockets running around. I, I feel as though that, I don't know, I'm kind of leaning towards this ship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss price. We're going to talk about the Vista first. We're going to break for a second, okay, because this is going on a hell of a lot longer than I wanted it to. But we're going to break for a second, and uh, we're going to talk about the Vista. And at the end, we are going to compare pricing. Keith Urban, Mr. Worldwide. They say life is short, so I'm going to live it up. Tonight is going down till the sun comes up. Hips are on fire There in the headlights Dancing like she's in a movie scene To die for and it's killing me Stars are out But the fade fast Gotta make it last And I'm so close to heaven To just hold the light Cause I need the light Sun don't let me down She's almost in All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking Norwegian Escape versus the Carnival Vista. Two brand new ships, two of the best ships, two two of the actual best ships in their fleet, uh, respectively. And what we're trying to do is figure out whether I should continue with the Vista sailing that I have scheduled for October 18th, 2017, for a six-day Western Caribbean run. And that's going to stop at Cozumel, Mexico. It's going to stop at Grand Cayman and Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Or should I jump ship, as they say, and go to the Norwegian Escape, which has four uh, stops as well as seven days. And that the stops are Cozumel, Mexico, uh, Costa Maya, Mexico, uh, Honduras, Rotan, Honduras, and Belize, uh, Harvest K, the brand new private island uh, off the coast of Belize, developed by 
Norwegian Cruise Line, which I hear is really, really cool. So we're going head-to-head with the ship right now. We're going to talk about briefly, very briefly, we're going to touch on the itinerary because that's a real simple conversation. And we'll end that real quick, and I'll tell you why. And then we're going to talk pricing, ladies and gentlemen. Also made a little bit of an error before. We only covered the free dining so far from Norwegian. We talked about the free dining, so in that regard, what I'll do is I'll recap all the dining real quick at the end. But now, let's get into the Vista. We talked about the tail of the tape. We talked about how big she was. She's a little, little shy of the size of the Escape. But again, I really kind of feel like these ships parallel each other in so many ways. It's a real good, close, um, you know, like I said, heavyweight fight. So, all right, let's start with the Lido deck on um, the lovely Vista. Traditionally laid out Lido deck with a large video screen, so it doesn't have the dual screen. It only has the one screen. But how many screens do you need? You're not going to play different things on each one, right? So if you have one big one, which Carnival Vista does, that should be able to do it. It's playing right above the pool. That's uh, There's no real hot tubs in the immediate area of the pool, but there's lots of deck space behind the pool, which I think should. I kind of think it should be the other way around don't you if you have uh the seating where the tvs are that's more conducive for your dive-in things and stuff like that uh your best seat in the house to watch the video screen the way it's set up is at the pool uh again nitpicking it's not a huge deal but that's just the way it looks like in a you know you, they also have like a little bit of an area where you know you could sit off to the side. So you have the pool. It's not. It's a covered area with like sort of like a park bench type of thing, but you're kind of ankle deep in water. And if you just want to get your toes in the water and not necessarily get fully submerged in the pool, you can. And probably is a very relaxing thing. You know how the pools are. You know I like that little area on the pool where you have the little. I guess what it is. It like the little waiting area. Uh, where you can put your feet in but you're not technically in the pool yet because you get that nice little wave and the boat's rocking back and forth ship i should say is rocking back and forth and you can kind of feel it It hits the feet and you know it gives you a little whatever but um you could be halfway in the pool but not necessarily in the pool they have that on this carnival vista ship and they actually take it to another level by putting benches in there and you're sitting under you're sitting in the shade so that's kind of cool. Uh, what else do we got here? So as usual, the bar layout is perfect. And the bars are on the way to the buffet. So you have a bar on each side. It's like a Guadalcantina Cantina or, you know, Red Frog. Or You have you have some sort of specialty with the Red Frog because you have the brewery. And that's cool. And the Blue Iguana Cantina. That's like, you know, the... Uh, you know, you have it's a little bit of a tropical feel, and you have the Red Frog Rum Bar too. You lose track with all these carnival trying to kitschy things that they're trying to throw at you. You got frogs, you got iguanas, you got you know, guys, you got all this stuff, and it, you know it is what it is. It's basically you're on a deck, and you know you're you're eating, you're drinking, you're having a good time, and you're enjoying yourself, and that's the main part. But on the opposite side of the TVs, like I said, there's a bar that flanks each side of the. It's basically on the entrance way to the buffet. And you can get your drinks there. They also have, on the other side, they have the Guy's Burger Joint. On the other side of that, they have the Blue Iguana uh, Cantina, which has the best freaking burritos I've ever had at sea. I mean, you want to talk about Sabor? I mean, this this burrito stand blows away anything Sabor could do on Royal Caribbean. I can actually say that. And I'm not, you know, we're going category by category. So I'm not saying, you know, the Vista's better ship than the Oasis or Carnival's better than Royal Caribbean. I'm just saying... 
Sabor has a lot of work to do when it comes to you know trying to match up against the blue iguana cantina with those burritos and those tacos and stuff like that. Simple. Sometimes simple is good. You don't have to give me all this layers of presentation, and I don't care how cool it is, the area that I'm sitting in, if you can't match with the food, just because you have a uh, carnitas mole on the menu or a pork shank mole on the menu does not necessarily mean that you are going to have better food because those burritos are phenomenal. Under the screen on one side is Guy's Burger Joint. The other side is the Blue Iguana Cantina, as I just said. So as usual, Carnival pulls off a very overall nice, nice, well-organized, traditionally designed Lido deck. doesn't have any bars sticking out in the middle. It's not on some weird angle. It's a nicely laid out and kind of like the seating around the pool kind of fans out almost like in a uh, like a rainbow arch. It's just very nice. They, they know what they're doing. They don't try to change the world and they do it right. They have a waterworks area. It's an elaborate mix of slides, uh, splash park for kids. The two main water slides, and this is kind of like where you're talking about. The two ships kind of mirror each other. You have the two main water slides. They have the uh, collider slide and the twister. Both look really cool if you're into water slides. The twister is pretty much a little bit of like the pedestrian one, but the Kaleido slide is a freak show. The Kaleido slide, when you get in there, it's got all sorts of laser lights going on. You have to be, I think, like 48 inches high to be on the Kaleido slide and uh, like 42 inches high to be on the, um, the twister. So... They seem to be a little bit of a shade simpler than the ones on the Escape. If you're really looking for a thrill ride, probably just by first glance and the tours that I took online and you know the questions that I've asked people, I think overall the general consensus is that the thrill ride on the slides are a little bit more on the um, on on the Escape. Remember, you're standing up when you start your slide, and they just rip the bottom out from under you. I'll probably try it, but that sounds like a horrifying. Uh, horrifying situation uh the ropes course see this is one of the more elaborate ropes course you'll ever see at sea very high they got two separate tracks you have an inside track and an outside track see both tracks seem very challenging the issue is on the outside it's more ropes you're standing just like you're actually literally ropes and even on norwegians norwegians is probably bigger and kind of cooler because of the zip lines and the planks and all that stuff but on carnivals you're literally walking on rope norwegian you're kind of walking a little bit on more solid type beams and stuff like that carnivals definitely especially the outside track looks much much scarier the inside tracks a little bit more i guess i would feel like i'm on a little bit more solid footing so both ropes courses are off the charts I would say Norwegians is bigger and more elaborate. Carnivals is probably a little bit more scary and a little bit more challenging. So depending upon what you're looking for, that's that's where you want to go with that. Either way, again, like I said, it just seems like a lot of work. Great way to stay active. If you want to get some exercise, you want to sweat, but I don't know. Do you really want to get you know, work that hard on vacation, getting all sweaty, especially if you took your shower already for the day. You're not leaving your room without taking a shower, are you? Or you're going to the gym and then you're taking your shower, right? Are you going to go to the gym, take your shower, and then hit the ropes course and sweat your ass off on the ropes? I don't know. I kind of was that guy when I was younger, when we first started going to the clubs, you know, looking for pockets, you know. In Long Island, in a lot of New York City, Queens area, we had a lot of these big big nightclubs at night and they were so big they just didn't know what to do with all the space so 
some of them had basketball hoops and they would set up basketball hoops and all people from all over the city and all over Long Island would just get into these pickup games. You know, in your in your dress pants and your shoes and your freaking, uh, you know, you take your shirt off and you're in your wife beater or whatever. And now you're shooting hoops and taking it to the hole and rebounding and elbowing and crashing the boards. And you're in a club. But I was that guy. I would do it. I just – something about just being a sucker for competition and just, you know, you're having fun but you're approaching like 1, 2 a.m. And it's over. You're just a pile of sweat. And what are you going to do? But, yeah, that was me. I was that guy here and there. Couldn't resist a good hoops game. Uh, a first ever I'd see on the Vista, and this is historic, is the Carnival Skyride. If there's one thing they've kind of, from the outside standpoint, what they're looking to push is this Skyride. It's a very high, individually manned vehicle that are operated by pedals, and you're pretty much suspended from above. Uh, that allows you to get a great workout as well. You also get a beautiful view. I want to do this. I definitely want to do this, but. Again, I'm watching these videos, and I don't know if, you know, on a regular bike you could shift gears so you're uh, managing or, or, yeah, you're managing the effort that you have to put forward. I see these people on this thing. You really got a freaking motor to really get around that track, and, uh, again, a lot of effort. It's cool, though. You can kind of go head-to-head, race your friend around. They're side-by-side pretty much, so... You could have some fun with that. And the Skyride, I mean, that seems really, really cool. I would do that. I would think that's even cooler than, like, the North Star on uh, the Quantum Class ships to be able to control your movement. And I don't know. It's like just being in a vehicle and navigating your way around the top part of one of the biggest ships in the world. To me, that's that's kind of appealing, as, as sweaty as you might get from it. Huge points huge points for carnival from the innovation standpoint as far as that goes and again you got to give it to carnival because they were a little bit of a sleeping giant we all know carnival is the biggest cruise line in the world but they've been very very happy to kind of just do their carnival 2.0s and refurbish their ships and not necessarily put out new products new ships let alone new innovations in the business and this is let's just say it it's true this is a new innovation also, in the back sports complex, there's a tons of stuff to do back there. I wonder what they do with all this stuff when it rains. But they have an uh, area for twister. They have shuffleboard. Uh, they have a pool table at sea. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you do with the pool table? Is it like a traditional pool table? Is it like, you know, weather-resistant pool tables out there or what? They got uh, basketball, foosball. They got mini golf as usual. Also on Carnival Vista, you know my favorite, they have the aft pool. So they don't disappoint you with that. There's hot tubs, a pool, a full bar. Also has a guy's pig and anchor and seafood shack. So for the most part, like I said, and I'll skip, I'm not going to skip ahead, but I'll give you a little sneak preview. At the end of the day, a lot of the stuff on the Escape seems like a cooler ship to be on. I don't know why. It just seems like it's just a lot of the stuff that you 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 reel off and you talk about just kind of appeal to me as a whole. But this is a game changer. The fact that there is an aft pool with a full bar and it has a guy's pig and anchor barbecue shop in it and a seafood shack right there. I mean, you know what that means? I mean, it's a good thing that there's we're looking to do this as a group because you're going to need a group of people to rip my fat ass from this area from the ship at any point pretty much especially you know during that dinner time and that sun's going down that's when i love it out there uh i also love that area because it's pretty much adult only and offers 
kind of a little bit of a vibe. You don't really get that off the Lido deck. You know, you get a lot of kids running around. Um, there's a little bit of energy as opposed to the other mandated 21 and over areas, uh, which is the Carnival Serenity, which I know you never, you don't really find me hanging out in the Serenity too much. But even like in the Solarium on Royal Caribbean and Club H2O during the day, on Norwegian, there doesn't seem to be a lot of action. Now, at night, it's a different story. The uh, H2O lights up. But during the day, it's meant to be like a little bit of a serenity area. I don't think you get a lot in the way of, you know, lively music or anything like that. And the carnival aft pool area is a break from that. It's a place that, again, at nauseum, I enjoy very, very much. Speaking of the Serenity deck and the Serenity area on Carnival, they actually did go all out with this one. They made a nicer, bigger area. It's at the front of the ship. Uh, a lot of times it is at the front of the ship nowadays. They put it up there. And you know you battle the wind up there on some of those windy days and when the ship is, you know, turning it up to 25 knots. But they did go all out with this one. There's, it's like I said, the area is larger. They have more cushioned seating. They have those cushioned hammocks that are just a dream. They have a nice bar. They actually, you know, since they're facing forward and they're kind of taking on wind, the bar is facing forward too. But they put up a, I guess, like a like a glass or plexiglass or whatever it is, a very very, you know, sturdy looking see-through clear partition that if you're sitting at the bar completely protects you from the wind. And I bet that'll be cool. To be honest with you, that, that would be a place I wouldn't I wouldn't mind sitting, you know, up at the Serenity Deck and hanging out and being comfortable outside and enjoying yourself, but fully protected from the wind. I guess that's their little, tiny little version of just trying to get a little bit of the protection that you get from being in the adult solarium, which is also always at the front of the uh, front of the ship, forward on uh, Royal Caribbean ships. All right, so let's go down. That's pretty much the, the outside areas of, of Carnival. Again, a Carnival is a little bit simpler. There's a lot less moving parts when it comes to Carnival. But, again, more simple does not mean less effective or less desirable. We'll move to the atrium right now. It's really, again, with the whole theme of these two ships mirroring each other, it's almost identical to the 678 place on the Escape. It's got the three decks. It's a little bit of a circular shape. It's got entertainment and phone all within view of each other, the bar in the atrium, and one of the cool signature pieces on the Vista is this, I don't even know what they call it. I probably should know what they call it, but it shoots out from the middle of the bar, so it goes from the floor all the way up to the ceiling of the third deck, and it's you know starts out fairly thin, I don't know circumference wise maybe it's six feet around or eight feet around maybe even ten who knows when you're when it's on the floor on 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 the uh, bottom deck I don't even know what the decks those are I don't know if they're six seventy eight four five six I don't know what they are but I know they're three decks that are you know kind of emulated in the six seventy eight ocean place but this piece of artwork juts out of the floor and increases in width as it goes all the way up and at the top it's just this very very wide piece of art and all throughout it's like an LED screen so they can show all sorts of tropical ambiance on there abstract art and kind of like almost like a giant lava lamp but a lot cooler I don't know if that makes any sense you could do some research too if you want to check it out look at the atrium bar on the carnival vista and you'll see what I'm talking about you really really cannot miss it um, and, you know, they have the atrium bar, which is a uh, favorite in general. It's a meeting place. I mean, every time we're going to get off the ship, anytime we're going to go, you know, we're kind of running on different times. Somebody's showering, somebody's still sleeping, and we're kind of just chilling. Like, we'll 
all that'll be our meeting place to get off the ship. It's also kind of maybe usually the first place we get a drink when we board the ship. You know, so the atrium bar is cool. It's always a good place, and that's a place where you uh, you can get your coffee. That's where the coffee comes. You have to pay for the coffee if you get in the. Uh, actually, no, on Carnival, you didn't, because there's no real fine like uh, brand name coffee on Carnival. So you can get the coffee as long as you get the drink package. At least last time I was on it. That's the problem too. They switch it up so much. They're trying to figure out what the what which way they want to make money. Is it worth it to include? Because when I first Again, like I said, when I first started sailing, there was no such thing as a drink package. Now there's a drink package, but you know they never used to include the premium coffee. You can get the coffee from the Lido Deck, the Lido restaurant, and just fill it up. And we would make our own little iced coffee sometimes doing that with the ice cubes up there. But you had to pay a couple of dollars, three, four dollars for anything you wanted from the coffee bar. The last time I cruised on Carnival, you did not have to pay for any of the coffee. So that was cool. Uh, what else? Um, all right, let's get into some of the places to eat on uh, Carnival Vista. So you have cherry on top. Uh, you'll see that on most of the 2.0 upgrades. It's that sweet spot. It's at a candy store. It's got some ice cream. It's available on many of the ships. Like I said, they got the 2.0 upgrade, and it's pretty much getting put into all the new builds that Carnival's putting out. Banzai is the sushi slash Japanese place. Very, very attractive room, very large room, and uh, again, popular place. I don't know. I was, I used to say, don't get sushi on the anywhere past the first night of the cruise. I'm like an idiot. I'm like, all right, because you know, day six of the cruise, how fresh can the sushi be? How fresh can the fish be? But clearly, I'm a moron because you know they're getting shipments and deliveries and provisions in at every port as well. You have Pizza Di Capitano. This is 24-7. And Carnival, listen to me when I tell you this. I know what I'm talking about. Carnival provides you with the best pizza at sea. It's fresh made in front of you. It's thin crust. Forget that Chicago garbage. Are you guys serious? All you Chicago people, I want you to email me. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Why would I eat a deep dish pile of doughy crap? When I can have a nice, well-done crust, thin, crunchy, crispy, delicious piece of margarita pizza with fresh crushed tomatoes, melted mozzarella with a little brown, brown a little bit, and a piece of basil on it. I'm going to sit and dig into that pan. you got to eat the Chicago stuff with a fork. I don't even know why I'm talking about Chicago pizza because I don't know any Chicago pizza at sea. But I do know Sorrento's and I do know Norwegian. And that is DiGiorno crap compared to what Carnival's doing. Now, here's the problem, though. Carnival, just get the pizza out. You know that there's going to be a line starting at 12 midnight. And you know that people want this pizza. It's, you know, you made it good. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, you know what? You're in meetings now. You're saying, damn, we made the pizza too good. That's probably true. You probably did. You probably made it too good. But it is good. And people fiend for it. They usually have four different types you can get. You can get the regular margarita. You can get the fungi, which is the mushrooms. Or you can get the prosciutto with uh, whatever. And then you can get the white pizza, the white pizza, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Those are, the, those are the four types you can get. But give the line a little break, man. You know you could just keep banging them out. What they do is they go slow on purpose because they want that line there because they want people to be scared to get in that line. The line ain't going to stop. We're still coming for the pizza. Carnival, it's too good. Just make us the pizza. 555 Fahrenheit, 
is the uh, high-end steakhouse. Uh, again, I've never had 555 Fahrenheit, but I have had the Pinnacle. I have had Nick and Nora's, and Carnival does not miss at state at sea for steak i wonder why i'm gonna look into that i'm gonna figure out why carnival is different in steak than uh royal caribbean and uh norwegian which is you know chops versus chops and cagneys you know i paid upcharged for that dry aged steak i don't know how am i gonna know it's dry aged i don't know you could see you know, when it's in the butcher shop, you see the mold on it. You see they got to get it out of the mold. And a lot of the steakhouses have the open window where the butcher is. I don't know. It didn't taste like a, you know, you know, like a like a prime, dry aged, premium steak. It didn't taste over the top like you get wherever. I'm sure Carnival's isn't either. They don't advertise that it is, but. Whatever Carnival does, maybe the oven's hotter and it gets that better browned crust. Maybe they use, maybe it's as simple as they use more butter. But it is just a more succulent, more delicious steak on Carnival from what I found. And I'm sure 555 Fahrenheit in the Vista is no different. Okay, so moving on, Pig and Anchor Barbecue. This is the only smokehouse at sea right now. This is where we're going to get in trouble, folks. You're going to give me freaking vitamin Q at sea? in my spot in my area at the back of the ship now i wasn't sure because i was looking around and trying to figure this out some places didn't have any mention of uh you know the the pig and anchor at sea and i was trying to struggle it said everything every other restaurant it didn't list the pig and anchor so i just shot a uh a facebook text to uh, the godfather doug Park- parker and he did confirm with me that yes it is on the vista but it is only available during sea days and probably just for lunches, but it is complimentary. And after I'm done with that, they may rethink that and re. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're going on the Vista, get your share in pig, or an- pig and Anchor now because on the October 15th sailing, if I do end up on that sailing, uh, I'm gonna give them a run for their money and so will the people that I'm with. They also have a seafood shack. They got crab, lobster, lobster rolls, other seafood options, all fresh. What's cool is like, you know, it's like a market. The fresh fish is displayed over shaved ice behind a display glass. You know, like you see when you're walking on your own fish market market in your town. You see it sitting there, and it's like very, very similar. Uh, the Lido Deck Buffet, laid out like most of Carnival's buffets, but this one is way more understated of an attractive motif. I just used the word motif, huh? And listen to me talking about interior designs. Like A, like I have any business doing it. And B, like I give one single crap about how it looks. But I just, you know, seeing the tour, you know, a lot of times Carnival is known for the gaudy decor and everything like that. And this is just a little bit of a step away from that. It's a little bit more kind of beigey or kind of like just, I guess, neat looking, kind of understated. All right. So you got the Horizons. That's the level two main dining room. Simple, stripped down, clearly has subscribed to the American table concept, and I hate the American table concept. And everybody's complaining about this too. I don't know why they're still doing it. I remember the old school carnival uh, menus where they would have the same consistent things every night. Then they would have the uh, you know, the stuff that they would have just for that night. And then they would have the Did You Ever menu, which was two or three things that you probably hadn't eaten before. Like for me, myself, alligator bites or whatever else they had there that was just a little bit of a, um, you know, kitschy, 
uh, gimmicky type of item, something that you normally don't eat and you could try at sea. And I always like that. You know, I also do like you're in the main dining room. Don't tell me about a freaking dress-up night or a formal night or a captain's dinner and I got to freaking bring a suit on the cruise ship just be, just to look like I fit in there if you're not even going to put a tablecloth on the table. What do you guys think about that? Let me know. The American table situation has to go. It's not quite as bad as the Royal Caribbean dynamic dining uh, dining disaster. I mean, that was a train wreck, and they even, you know, they that was in stages. First, they were like, dynamic dining, work with us. It's going to be a different way to cruise, but it will be the most ultimate dining experience you've ever had at sea. Okay, fine, we tried. Didn't really work out. All right, now you know what? Yeah, it's not working out. Dynamic dining is still in play for us. We are going to go back to the drawing board and we are going to rework it. Then they made some alterations. Didn't work. Dynamic dining now is at the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic where it should be. And so should American table be. Bring back our regular menus. Bring back the variety. Bring back the portions. And put the freaking tablecloths back on the thing if you're going to tell me i got to wear a tie and a suit. All right? The thing is also I have to kind of think that they probably are doing this tongue-in-cheek on purpose because they have so many paid options now and they want to they want to widen the gap between what they're giving away for free and what they what you're supposed to pay for because why obvious they want you to buy the you know they want it it's called upcharging it's just a subtle way to upcharge that's what it is so uh that's that's Probably what it is. All right, let's get into some of the places that you can drink and party. Alchemy Bar on Carnival. Not a huge fan. I told you that already. I don't need some guy in a lab coat trying to get rid of my headache by concocting six different ingredients and handing it to me while I'm sitting there waiting for the freaking sun to go down. Just give me my regular drink and that's it. But a lot of people like it. You know, the one, two, one, two, and three drink people. Again, good for you. God bless you. But uh, if you want to sit around and wait and, you know, savor the perfectly made ginger margarita, you know, whatever, uh, fine. Do that. Enjoy it. But uh, that's not for me. I'm I'm sure if I'm going to be objective about it and not just talk about for myself, I'm sure they make some really, really, really good cocktails that come out of the Alchemy Bar, well thought out, good recipes. If you're into the craft cocktails, it's just a matter of if they're getting them out to you. Because I I mean, you get seven days on a cruise. Fifteen minutes is too long to wait for a drink, in my opinion. All right, moving on. The Havana Bar. Man, this is a nice room. Really always good music, whether it's the live music or whether they're piping in the recorded music. Uh, the live entertainment is, is, is top-notch. It also doubles as the, as the disco sometimes on some ships. And we'll get into the disco a little bit later on this particular ship. Uh, I have a fear that, you know, it's it's not being done properly again but it is what it is doubles uh as the disco which is it's way better than the liquid lounge uh there is a real gorgeous layout they got an open back and it's an infinity pool with hot tubs lounge chairs some really cute cool cuban decor the back of the area ship uh, of the back of the ship is exclusive to what is the Havana Cabana holders. So that's a new concept that they have as far as staterooms here, where there's a category that's Havana Cabana, Havana Cabana, Havana Cabana. However you want to say it, uh, it's exclusive to them until 5 p.m. and then it opens up to the common folk, us, uh, eventually. 
the I just wonder how that'll work. So you're opening up this beautiful area. I mean, there's literally an infinity pool that kind of looks like it, you know, runs off into the back of the ocean, but it really doesn't. But it just looks like that, and it's just this ultimate like paradise, old school Cuban looking type place to be. Of course, people are going to want to be there if they know about it. Maybe that's the only thing you're kind of banking on is people throughout the ship won't know about it. But they're saying you're opening it to the public at 5 p.m. How does that work? So around 4.30, if you really like that place, there's going to be a line to get into the Havana Cabana uh, or the area that you can kind of the common area. What's going to happen there? You know, And then all of a sudden, if you have a Havana Cabana suite and you're chilling with your friends, you get about, and all of a sudden, one thing's everything. Life is good one minute, and then all of a sudden, you have a 300 person influx coming to take over because it's five o'clock. I'm allowed to be here now. It's a little weird, no? Either way, the space looks beautiful. Space looks amazing, and I absolutely look forward to trying it out. Uh, Red Frog Pub and Brewery. The first ever brewery at sea. I think there's a couple more now, if I'm not mistaken, but this is the first one. They offer a full liquor bar with an onboard brewed beer in a pretty genuine pub atmosphere with live music uh, at night. Got a lot of interactive games they have. They have high top seating. They have as well as booth seating. They have plenty of room around the bar. Uh, plenty of you know cool views of the fermentation tanks. And it's just a cool place to be. When I was there on the Carnival Sunshine, again, the Carnival Sunshine, I just had, I, I feel like maybe I just had, we were just not lucky on that particular trip, but there were so many things that would like, you know, left to be desired. Like we could not get a drink within a decent amount of time. It was just real disappointing. Um, just waiting around, you know, not just not like I'm feeding for the drink. I just don't want to be sitting inside in the middle of the day or sitting around when I could be doing something else. Skybox Sports Bar, fairly small but well covered with TVs. This is the on-ship sports bar. It's tough to get a good sports bar at sea. Uh, didn't they have the partnership with EA? It's funny how all these partnerships come and go. It's hysterical. But um, I don't know. So EA, EA was on the Splendor and then it wasn't on the Splendor. It's it's uh I don't see it too much anymore, but so this is the skybox. I guess they're just going away from the affiliation. Carlos Lopez I mean sorry, George Lopez Carlos Lopez. George Lopez was the um you know, was the comedy curator. Now he's not anymore, so I don't know. I would say say that too. I saw a Norwegian too, by the way, uh Carlos Bakery, which was the Buddy Velastro uh project with the cake boss, uh used to be the um bake shop of the Norwegian ships and I noticed that they took his name away from that too I I feel like these affiliations you should sign more long term contracts it just looks kind of weird one thing's called one thing the other one day and then it's called something else and it's all about just money too so if you don't think you're going to enter into a contract or a partnership or relationship that's going to last a long time don't even do it alright moving on to a hot topic for me is the liquid lounge that's the main theater pretty much. It also doubles as the disco. This is an awful setup. This is a mistake, I think. Uh, it's designed that way for a reason, but it's also designed by someone who just pretty much ignores nightlife. And from what I'm hearing, what it looks like, ignoring you know stage performance shows as well. Because it's just it tries to be both. You ever hear the term, if you have two quarterbacks on your team, you have none? It's the same thing. You don't have... You have a place that's the disco and the main theater. It's not conducive. I get it. You can move the chairs, and that's convenient, and this and that. But it's just not, you know, I went in there as a nightclub. Again, 
you can call it a nightclub. You can call it anything, whatever you want. But you got to have that room. You got to have that kind of cozy feel to it. This is cavernous. There's lights. I don't care how loud you have the music. There's a DJ. He looks like a freaking Smalls and Mouse sitting up there on that stage. Uh, it's just not. It's not a vibe. It just doesn't work out. You know, you're a cruise ship. You're not going to have 500 people busting to get into the place at 11 o'clock. You're not going to have a line with VIPs. You're only going to get a select amount of people on that ship that's going to want to populate that room. So make that room intimate, you know. It's, it's, it's seems like common sense. Same thing with the Liquid Lounge. It's like I love the Carnival Theaters. One thing, my favorite thing about them is that, you know, they have fl- plenty of leg room very spacious and drink tables in front of you at every seat i love that oh man i'm coming off i i, I guess i'm not that much of an alcoholic on land i'm serious but yeah when i when i cruise i guess i guess i'm pretty much a drunk <laughs> yeah we're gonna freaking this is what it is but it's cool though like you have even if it's a soda or water or anything or you know anything just having having that little you know thing in front of you it makes you feel too like it's like dinner theater or like old school like you know the old school nightclub where you can kind of have a little bit of space you know you're not like a second class citizen it felt good you know the liquid lounge has those movable seats where the team of people have to come in okay we're we're going from the stage shows to the liquid lounge and then talking about the stage shows you know norwegian has two legitimate production stage shows carnival doesn't all right i'm not i'm forgetting what they call it i'm not even gonna go crazy and start looking stuff up right now but they do a certain type of broadway style production that is focused on being like a little bit less of a huge mega musical and more of like an interactive working the lights in working what's working screens in there and just doing the productions are meant to not be as grandiose and with you know a whole bunch of space and a whole bunch but they're made to be like you know there's three of them there's three separate shows on this ship and they're all meant to be like a little bit i guess scaled down simpler smaller uh less far as you know cast and grandiose music more electronic more laser lights more interactivity with screens and stuff like that and that's what that's what they're doing. So I mean, I have no problem with that as much because that's a little something different. I don't necessarily need the whole you know wannabe Broadway stuff anymore. But again, man, get yourself a real theater, get a real auditorium. That's that's how I see it at least. All right, Limelight Lounge is also the Punchliner Comedy Club. We all know this room on Carnival. Uh, it's 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 the room that they always have. You can identify it when the minute you see it. Uh, it's probably used for the Quest game show too. They do karaoke in there probably as well and other forms of live entertainment. It's a really nice room. It looks very efficient with a lot of seating this time. A lot of times those rooms, they would be a little bit too spread out. The seating would be weird, bulky couches with a lot of walkways. This room, and I guess it's probably as a result of just Carnival really making a name for itself with the stand-up comedy that a lot of people were just getting shut out. And they want to make sure everybody, as many people get to see this, the, the comedy as possible. So they're tightening up the chairs a little bit. Maybe it's a little less loungy, a little less if you're looking to lay around and slop around. Maybe it's not conducive. But in order to fit more people into those ever-growing and popular comedy shows, that's the way to do it. So looking good. I think that's a good idea. Uh, another signature of Carnival is the brick-and-mortar walk-in piano bar. With even the table that kind of looks like piano keys and they surround the piano. Not like, you know, they do on the other cruise lines, both Norwegian and uh, Royal Caribbean. 
they just pick a room and it's usually the same room but they pick a room put a piano guy back there even maybe let you put your drinks on the piano and sit around it but it's pretty much open air to the rest of the ship i like seeing a door you walk in now you're in the piano bar on the um man she was drunk man on the um what was it sunshine that everybody was talking about the piano player the piano bar player and they were saying how entertaining she was and how lucky we were have her on even the cruise critic before the sail away they were saying oh we have so and so on piano she's the best and she really really was i saw her in at the atrium bar and uh we had a drink together and we just and i just she didn't even tell me who she was we were just talking and then she told me after that she said yeah stop by the piano bar and they felt like oh my god okay that's that's her that's who they were talking about so we went in they had a whole bunch of bits planned like if, if you walked in at any time when somebody walked in everybody who was already in there knew to like mess with them by chanting this big long unexpected like thing and i'm like hey where the hell you been all night come on in how are you and you just you're greeted with that no matter what and you're like whoa what the hell just happened but then when you sit down you now know you're in on the joke and you do it to the other people that are about to walk in simple stupid whatever but she absolutely got ossified every night that she was there she got hammered and it was visible and noticeable she had her regulars and uh she would bring them up to sing with her and you know like i said if there was a bachelorette she'd put her on the bar oh it's a bachelorette and then uh, she'd have her sit on the bar and make her feel comfortable. And while she's sitting on the piano, she's singing her a song like she's going to serenade her in like some sweet, you know, heartfelt. And then she just basically calls her a whore for the for a three minute song, and it was hysterical. But it's all taken in good fun, and it's it's a good time. And again, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to see she's got a carnival name tag on, but meanwhile she's allowed to, you know stumble around this ship is it the best thing in the world maybe not but you know she's not driving right the piano bar is a great 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 place to kind of pregame, and really it's the best place on the ship to try to find pockets all right so let's talk about some activities and entertainment aboard carnival vista for uh for another innovation that carnival brings to the table on this particular ship is the first ever 4d imax at sea it looks really small but really cool uh it's going to operate as an actual cinema uh, and show first run movies so you know it's not free you have to go up and it's like you're going to a regular movie theater you you think you are in a movie theater when you see it you get the guys in the vest and there's popcorn there and you want to buy your tickets you buy your tickets up at the desk and that's the story movies are not included in the price of the food of the cruise casinos pretty straightforward as we talked about the gyms are very comparable uh, and so are the spas for the most part like we talked about the other thermal suite on norwegian escape blows carnival away carnival is cool carnival was where on the splendor that was the the splendor's claim to fame pretty much aside from the fact that we didn't realize that it was built as an orphan of a costa ship and it just got put over with us it was a sister ship of costa concordia of all of all ships you guys know how that ended they were the first in the fleet to really put a focus on a nice spa and do spa actual spa cabins so uh carnival's good with the spas and this is a very nice uh thermal suite too however just norwegians escape took it to another level also like we talked about we touched on before the havana cabanas (laughs) havana cabanas 
Uh, they're available with pretty much new innovation at sea as well. The rooms are pretty basic. You're not going to get any crazy stuff in the rooms. They actually even have like inside staterooms that you can get that are technically considered as uh, in the Havana Cabana uh, category. You have the ones with the balconies. They're kind of strange. It's a little weird, but it's cool. Like you have plenty of room. You have plenty of space. It's almost like you have a cabana and you have like a good amount of like, like almost like a front yard. Uh, but you're not connected. It's not a balcony. Like you have your front area where you can hang out aft, but there's a walkway and the walkway is public. People can walk around it. So your your rail, like in a regular balcony, which is literally like the only thing between you and the sea, that's not the case there. There is a walkway and there is some, you know, a few, I don't know, five, ten feet of walk walk area that, you know, is between you and that final rail to the sea. All right. That's the story with everything as far as um, Carnival that we talked about. was a couple other things. Carnival really, one thing that I noticed that Carnival didn't ever, they never touched Royal Caribbean or Norwegian as far as live music. Like, they always, they don't, they don't short you on the bands. There's the single guy with the guitar, there's the piano guy, there's the roving musicians, there's the reggae band, there's the Latin band, and all these other ships. Carnival kind of had one band, maybe a guitar guy, sometimes a piano bar, and other than that, it was DJs. They stepped it up this time. Now what they're doing is on these, on you know, hopefully Vista and the Vista Sista, they got more roving live entertainment throughout the ship. I noticed it being much less when I was on the Sunshine and the Splendor, but rumor has it that it's back and it's really all over the place. They flooded the Vista. They must be, again, listening to a lot of the customer complaints, listening to the surveys. How about those surveys too, ladies and gentlemen? Can you can you deal with those surveys? Can I do anything in my life now without having to take a survey about it? Like, And if you don't do it, you say, oh, ask me later. Of course, they ask you 15 minutes later, later. You know, you, you're not even off the ship on Royal Caribbean this last time. And you got to like, here, can you take the survey? It takes about nine minutes. Jeez. And then I, th- I think if I'm not mistaken, I took the survey just so they, you know, because they're not going to go away. So you take the survey. And then I think there was a survey about the survey asking about how, like, how was the survey? How were you approached about doing the survey? How I'm like, I got to get this. You got to stop. This has to stop. All right. So let's do this. Let's talk about what, cost what as far as dining on both the ships all right so this is a little bit repetitive but it's real quick so i want to go blow by blow category by category what's free so free let's repeat on escape the free options are O'Sheehan's, a good you know bar chicken fingers you know good late night stuff fried food some burgers stuff like that uh is free and that's 24-7, and you can get service. So that's that's solid right there. You get the Garden Buffet, free. Taste and Savor, 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 those are the main dining rooms. The Manhattan Room, those are the free options. So that's one, two, three, four. So four options for free dining on the Escape. Now we'll move over to the Vista and see what they have for free. And actually, the uh, room service we talked about is free as well, but there's that $70.95 charge for service fee on Norwegian. Now, we're talking free on Carnival Vista. You have Horizons, the main dining room. I think there's another one too, but it's also a main dining room, so they cancel each other out, so that's still just going to be one. Lido Deck, Marketplace, as usual. 
Guy's Burger, that's solid. Guy's Pig and Anchor, solid. Blue Iguana Cantina, solid. Taste Bar, all right. So you guys know what the Taste Bar is, not to be confused with the Taste Dining Room on Norwegian Escape. The Taste Bar on Carnival is that you know that area where they stand and you could walk by and you could try a little piece of what might or may not be on the menu that night. Who knows? It doesn't fill you up. It's just a, it gives you a little bit of a preview and lets you know if you want to, you know, if you enjoyed it. You know what? I want to have more of this, so I'm gonna have. I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna order. Mongolian Wok they have listed. Mongolia, why are you listing that as free? That has been in every Lido Deck buffet that I've ever been on on Carnival. And the fact that you're listing it as free dining just shows that you're just trying to, you know, a little show a little perceived value that it has already exists. Okay, this looks cool. The pasta bar in uh, Cucina del Capitana. Uh, just pasta with the meat, like like chicken. You can like build your own pasta type thing. Absolutely free. And the Fresh Creation Salad Bar. So Carnival blows them out of the water, absolutely, with that as far as I'm concerned, with what is free. Let's stay with Carnival. And let's also room service. Free sandwiches, free soups and salads. Uh, but if you want, you know, that elegant. If you, you can get the free sandwiches and soups and salads. But if you want that elegant cuisine, that is, you know, chicken fingers, fries, quesadillas, you obviously have to pay a fee, so you're upcharged if you're going to buy any of that stuff. You know, <laughs> you, they can't. You know, the quesadillas and the fingers. They can't. They can't. You know, got to be reasonable. We can't expect them to be free. Stick with the sandwiches and the soups and the salads. Okay, so dealing with what you're going to pay for, paying for a fee. Now, this is a cover charge. Chef's table, seventy-five dollars. That's pretty reasonable. Maybe I'll do it this time. Fahrenheit five fifty-five. It's thirty-five dollars for adults, which is not bad at all, and ten dollars for kids. Java Cafe, which isn't really food. They just have a. Oh, okay, no, no, no. All right, stop right there. Sorry. Chef's table. Fahrenheit five fifty-five, and Cucina del Capitano. Those are your pay options for um, Carnival. Chef's table, 75, 35 on Fahrenheit, 555, and 15 on uh, the uh, Cucina del Capitan, and five for kids. Oh, also, sorry, Gigi's Asian Kitchen is also five and 15. That's Carnival. So there's one, two, three, four options for you to be able to eat. Uh, for a cover charge on Carnival. Now let's move over to Norwegian Escape and what are the pay dining in uh, on that particular ship. All right, so we're going with Teppanyaki, $25 flat rate. The Supper Club, which is a cool idea. I think that's awesome that you can kind of, you know, again, old school, like Copacabana style, you get to like sit, you get to eat, you get to watch a show, get a little entertainment while you order your dinner. We didn't talk about that, but that's a cool little option you got there. $20 there. Moderno, that's the uh, Brazilian steakhouse, that's 25 bucks, And that's it. So there's only three options that you can kind of just do a cover charge option on uh, Norwegian. So to me, this is an easy one. So far, Carnival's got the food, no doubt about it. Um, let's stay with Norwegian here and talk about this is where it gets offensive ladies and gentlemen I don't mind the charge dining I don't mind the cover charge I get it you give me a better product you know I pay the sh- uh, sh- lack of a better term a shitload of money for this cruise and 
uh, I get it. So you want to charge me for these certain... Now there's more and more this a la carte thing is happening where it's almost like I'm just walking up to a regular bar, regular restaurant, and I'm paying full price. You know, I don't think you should do that. I think, you know, maybe one or two, you know, maybe sushi I could see. Uh, I don't know. But on and all these and especially on Norwegian, all these places used to be cover charge places. Now they're a la carte. Uh, La Cucina, Cagney's and the French Bistro are all a la carte. I mean, that's ridiculous. Also a la carte is the 5 o'clock somewhere bar. And what again, what do you got? Chicken fingers there, burgers? That's got to be a la carte. You can't attach a cover charge to that. And uh, like I said, La Cucina, Atrium Bar, La, uh, Cagney's, that's a joke. Um, at least Teppanyaki's Supper Club and Moderno are still holding on to the cover charge thing, but this a la carte stuff is crazy. Let's go to the Vista and see what they do a la carte, and this is where they lose me a little bit because they're doing a good amount of a la carte themselves. The Java Cafe, a la, a la carte, not really eating situation, but they listed as that because there were some dessert options up there as well, as we said before. Banzai is a la carte. That's the sushi. Maybe that could be understood. Cherry on top. I get that because that's a candy shop and, you know, kids will go in there and just start filling bags up. Red Frog Pub. That's a joke. Put a cover charge on that. Let me get my chicken fingers for $15 and don't, you know, bang me out a la carte. Uh, Seafood Shack is a la carte. I get that kind of. And that's pretty much it. So I think the food is better on Carnival. And I think the food is better value on Carnival in general. All right. This is that time when you're going to buy a car, right? And you look at it. You kick the tires. Maybe you did a test drive. You looked around. You got a couple of options. You decided on something. And, you know, you, dust, you got it narrowed down. And the, the car salesman, he brings you into the office. Now you're going to sit down and you're going to talk numbers. So let's talk the cost for these particular two cruises. Just to recap, Carnival Vista is a six-night itinerary out of miami leaving on uh, october 15th 2017 it's going to ocho rios ocho rios jamaica cozumel mexico and grand cayman straightforward good solid cruise the cost of that cruise with the drink package because why would you price it out with the, without the drink package it's no point is a total of $1,816.38, and that gives you an equivalent of $151.36 per day. So, again, $151.36 a day, that includes the drinks. Now, remember, Carnival is going to cap you at 15 drinks per day. And again, you're looking at me like I'm an alcoholic, but again, you have some drinks during the day. Maybe you want to start up again at night. Yeah. You could find 15. You could find 15 pretty easily, and I'm not the only one who does it. Like I said, I know people who don't buy the drink package because they limit you at 15, and they'd rather pay $3,000 of a bar tab rather than be limited by 15, 15, uh, 15 drinks. Those are the real boost hounds. I never kind of respect that. All right, the escape. Norwegian escape is a seven night, so you got one more night, and it leaves on uh, September 30th, and... Uh, it goes to Roatan, Honduras, Belize, which is the uh, um, Harvest Harvest K, their private island that they just built out, Cozumel, Mexico, and Costa Maya, Mexico. It is very important. Now, this is my sailing here. 
I have to kind of weigh in that I have not been to three of those ports. And being in this business and trying to do what I do, aside from just where I'm going to have the most fun, I want to open up my ship portfolio more. I want to open up my uh, my island and portfolio uh, uh, port portfolio a little bit more. And I want to be able to say I've been to pretty much every place in the Caribbean. And those are three islands I have not been to. They're, you know, granted, not the most popular and, you know, kind of flyover islands a little bit, but... It would be nice to check them out, to be able to say I've been there, to explore them, to enjoy them, and have a good time. See something new. Increase the shot glass selection, too. That's a big one. Um, and, okay, pricing on the Escape. Now, this is the cruise. They throw in the drink package. I mean, I don't know how they freaking do this, but it's 1000 It was twenty five. It was twenty two thousand. 50 something dollars when i went to close out because i did the process all the way to the end they gave me an extra another hundred dollars off about approximately and i'm at uh 1978.56 and that equals 141 dollars and 33 cents a day so on average it's about a savings of uh ten dollars per day yeah uh Better Island. So what do we got here? Let's go. I didn't even write this down to do a check-by-check comparison. I think the dining options and the food, uh, really because of Guy's Barbecue, they have Italian because uh, the carnival food is generally better. Uh, You know, you get more variety on Norwegian, but uh, the options are safer and more solid on carnival in my opinion so i'm going to give carnival the food the staged entertainment it's no way around it it's norwegian uh you know the outside stuff i would call that a tie because like i said norwegian's a little bit better with the ropes course and with the slides but carnival has that outside area with the pool tables and everything and most importantly while it's a even just a shade behind it does have the um the the uh sky ride the new innovation that they have it you know on the top of the ship where you ride the bicycle around um the lido decks not even a question carnival wrecks it carnival crushes them from a lido deck standpoint now aft norwegians finally close because they got the grotto you got no pools but you have high energy and you have a uh, video screen back there which is all cool there's some action aft which i like but they're just never going to beat that pool set up with the bar and just the adult area only uh, from Carnival. There's a pool back there so uh, and, 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 and a pig and anchor barbecue. So I'm going to give Carnival the back of the ship. Um, inside Nightlife, this is a dead heat. I think both of them – actually, no. It's not a dead – well, it is a dead heat. It's it's a dead heat because while I dislike the fact that Norwegian setup is a lot of less brick and mortar and more kind of common area entertainment, they do have the Howl at the Moon and they do have the Sky Bar. And you're going to have to consider uh, Club H2O a little bit of the nightlife too since those deck parties are out there. But Carnival does have all those brick and mortar establishments that I do love like the um, – like the uh, piano bar and um you know a lot of the places that you could walk into the the red frog uh, brewery and all that type of stuff um as well so and the deck parties on carnival are awesome as well so uh that's pretty much kind of like a uh, a, a tie i would say here's where it gets tricky 
pricing. Pricing is, while it's better on on Norwegian, Carnival's already got the deposit, and Carnival already has... Um, I have a lot of loyalty points with Carnival, so that's huge. However, they do cap you at the 15 drinks. I think we're still dealing with a tie right now based on everything we just said. And I think the tiebreaker will be... Are you ready? The envelope, please. Because of the extra day and the three places that are on the itinerary that I've never been to, Norwegian Escape gets the call. Congratulations to Norwegian Escape. You have just earned the right <laughs> to have me and my wild bands of band of parrots sail on your ship, and I'm looking forward to it. So... I'm going to do that. I'm going to cancel this Carnival cruise. I'm going to call up, get the money, transfer it over to Norwegian on a $100 deposit, too, on Norwegian. That's great. We've still got 200 days plus to do this, so we're looking good. Unlimited drinks, four new islands, 20 decks, huge ship, Norwegian. Here we come. I could not be more excited about it. Hopefully, you're stuck through that. Again, look at it like this. I am going to... I just gave you... Top to bottom, head to toe, information about two of the biggest and best ships at sea. So again, this could be one of those back episodes if you ever find yourself on these on these ships. But also remember this. It's only a matter of time before I get into that travel thing and that travel sales and booking vacations for people. Remember, I go in on a ship, I look into the tops the top top from top to bottom, aft to forward, starboard to port. I am confident that I'm going to give you a crystal clear image of what a ship is like and I'll be able to give you the best the best advice to help you with your decision on which cruise you're going to pick. That's for a later day, but just to keep that in mind, you know, down the road, we are we are going to get into the travel game and we are going to give you a ton of stuff. For now, it's all about the podcast and it's all about ice. You guys remember what ice is? Hopefully I do. I think it is information, connecting with the audience, and entertainment. Hopefully we achieve that. If not, we'll take it back to the drawing board, and we're going to try again next week. Thanks again so much for listening. Thanks for hanging in. It's very late here, but I wanted to bang this one in. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. Take care. There's a place where the boat leaves from and takes away. I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from, Jimmy Good island somewhere Well, all right
inside the throats and don't grab your coat. You won't need it where we are going. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Pick me up. Pick me up. Pick me up.